The pandemic has been altering our lives for 10 months now, and this weekend marks the 10-month anniversary of the first episode of what would be the creation of Charlottesville Community Engagement. And as this installment of that newsletter is devoted entirely to the vaccine, it hereby doubles as the 52nd installment of the Charlottesville Quarantine Report. On Monday, the University of Virginia Health System will begin helping the Blue Ridge Health District administer vaccines. The bottom line is, is next week we anticipate that we'll be moving more to community vaccination. On this program, we'll also have the state's response to news from the federal government that they might not have a reserve of second doses, potentially putting a pause on Governor Northam's directive to get to 50,000 vaccinations a day. What we're hearing, and it's certainly disconcerting and disheartening given uh, that we made the step forward to include, to expand our 1B uh, under the assumption that we'd be receiving more vaccine. Today's program comes to you with support from Jim Duncan, an associate broker and partner at Nest Realty, who represents buyers and sellers in the Charlottesville area and writes the long-running RealCentralVA.com and RealCrozetVA.com blogs. He's one of many who are supporting my brand of community news, and I certainly thank him for that. Now, let's start with today's numbers. Today, Virginia sets another one-day record with 9,914 cases of COVID-19, nearly 3,200 higher than reported the day before. Over a quarter of Virginia's total of 439,305 cases has been reported in 2021, an indicator of how much community transmission is happening now compared to the early days of the pandemic. There is not a corresponding increase yet in the number of deaths, and the total count stands at 5,729 today. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there has not been a new death reported since January 11th, and the death toll stands at 99. There are another 143 cases reported in the district today, and over a quarter of the 9,558 cases to date have been reported in the past 17 days of 2021. Over 40% of Louisa County's 1,269 cases to date have been reported this year. In comparison, only 16.2% of Charlottesville's 2,560 cases are from 2021. The bottom line is that cases are rising fast, and health officials stress the need to continue to follow safety protocols. And these numbers are going to change fast. Now, let's move to a different set of metrics, vaccines. In the first week of the year, Dr. Danny Avula was appointed by Governor Ralph Northam to coordinate the rollout of the vaccine by local, state, and federal governments. He briefed the press on Saturday. As of today, we have administered a total of 295,202 doses, um, and that is out of a total number of vaccines distributed to Virginia of 943,400. We'll hear more from Avula and the state of Virginia later. Let's first turn to the greater Charlottesville area. As of Friday morning, nearly 10,000 people associated with the University of Virginia Health System have received their first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. About a tenth of that number have received a second dose. Beginning next week, the University of Virginia Health System will send additional resources to the vaccination clinic being run by the Blue Ridge Health District. This is part of the rollout of Phase 1B in the district, which is a division of the Virginia Department of Health. Eric Swenson is a spokesman for the UVA Health System. We will be taking um, any unused vaccines that we have 
and left over after taking care of our own folks and then go over to the Kmart tent that has been set up by the health district and to help them uh, with vaccinating folks in that group 1B. And here's Dr. Kosti Safri, the health system's director of hospital epidemiology. We have doses, um, we think, in excess of what we're going to need to vaccinate our employees. Um, where that number is, I don't know, but it's probably in, several, in, in the thousands. But it's not just doses of vaccine. UVA will begin to supplement personnel required to handle administering the shots in the modular structure in the Kmart parking lot. I believe on Monday we are sending over um, 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 vaccinators from, um, from UVA Health to support the efforts of the, of the um, Blue Ridge Health District. Um, we're um, uh, going to be sending up to 10. It sounds like initially we'll probably be sending four or five um, as we learn this process, but hopefully... And we anticipate within um, within a week we'll be um, sending up, uh, you know, sending over um, ten on a daily, you know, on a, um, up to a ten on a daily basis to help support their efforts. Dr. Sifri said UVA Health continues to vaccinate its employees and healthcare workers under Phase One A, and logistics are being planned for the eventual Phase One C. That phase may include non-medical faculty, staff, and students, but the exact determination has not yet been made. That all comes from guidelines provided by the federal Centers for Disease Controls and filtered through the Virginia Disaster Medical Advisory Committee. Dr. Sifri said the various phases may change as more vaccine doses become available. We certainly have heard, and I think we can all anticipate seeing that there is going to be a you know, more rapid movement to, to collapsing these different tier groups to, um, so that we can more rapidly um, um, vaccinate everybody um, um, in, you know, um, within our community. And this is a, you know, true nationwide. So I think this will be an evolving plan. For the next few weeks, though, Dr. Sifri said initial efforts will focus on those at highest risk in the community. Wendy Horton, CEO of the UVA Health System, said they will work at the direction of the health district. You know, VDH is really providing the guidance and, and we're, um, sort of helping, um, with vaccinations on, on uh, at, per their guidance. The bottom line is, is next week we anticipate that we'll be moving more to community vaccination. We're partnering with BDH and our goal is to really support um, the vaccination efforts to try to get into the community and try to vaccinate as many people as, as we can uh, under the, the guidance of BDH. The vaccine rollout may still take some time. Dr. Safri said people should continue to follow the guidelines that have been in place for 10 months now to slow the spread. We're seeing the highest rates that we've seen in our community um, since, you know, since this has started. So it really is incumbent upon us um, to continue to practice um, those measures that keep us safe and keep our families and loved ones safe. And so that is to wear masks, um, um, you know, when you're not at home, to maintain social distancing, to avoid inside areas that are close um, with a lot of people, um, and um, of course, as always, to continue hand-washing. To find out where you are right now in the vaccination schedule, Dr. Sifri recommended signing up with the Virginia Department of Health. There's a link to that in the newsletter. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement and a special edition that is also the 52nd episode of the Charlottesville Quarantine Report. If you've been listening this whole time, thank you so much, and thank you for giving me the presence of mind to continue to do this into the future. But for now, let's get back to the program.
On Thursday, January 14th, 2021, Governor Ralph Northam held another press conference where he gave an update on vaccinations across Virginia. Over the course of the pandemic, Northam has critiqued the federal government for its lack of action. That appeared to change as the presidential transition approaches. In recent days, we've seen a new attitude among our federal partners. We have been able to work much more closely with them. On Tuesday, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services sent out new guidance to states, telling them to expand vaccinations to people 65 and over and for those under 64 at risk. Virginia will comply, but it depends on supplies. Communication between the federal, state, and local authorities is key. This means about half of Virginia is now eligible to receive the vaccine. That's a major logistical effort, and it is not going to happen overnight. Everyone will need to be patient. It's going to happen as fast as it can be done. At the beginning of the year, Northam set a goal of 50,000 vaccinations a day. He appointed the director of the Richmond Health District to coordinate efforts between the multiple layers of government. Here's Dr. Danny Avula speaking on Thursday. What we recognize is if we're going to get to 50,000 doses a day, which is what we need to do if we're going to get herd immunity in the Commonwealth. We really do need to get to uh, an infrastructure that can handle 50,000 doses a day, um, that we're going to need to do more. The Kmart site in Charlottesville is an example of one of these locations, and the goal is to get them all functioning six to seven days a week across the Commonwealth. Eventually, our, our goal is to get this staffed by the National Guard and by uh, contracted vaccinators who will be able to provide this service uh, in large scale. Two days later, Dr. Avula gave an update on where things are. The rollout has been critiqued by several as being too slow. As of this morning, the Virginia Department of Health website reported 316,812 total doses administered and an average of 15,384 a day. That's still short of the target. We have been steadily increasing the number of doses a day. If you look on the website and you look at that uh, seven-day moving average, it has gone from uh, you know, just a few thousand a day now to uh, over 14,000 a day. Dr. Avula said over 20,000 doses were administered a day in Virginia on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. He said one issue has been that there has been a gap between actual shots in arms and these being entered into reporting systems. A reminder that today's dashboard reports a total of 316,812 doses administered and 343,400 doses distributed to providers. So there's a gap there, and I think that has led a lot of people to ask questions. What is going on? Are doses sitting on shelves? How are we not getting doses to the people who need it? So far, most of those doses distributed have gone to the people who work for health systems. That will begin to change as more health districts move into Phase 1B, such as the Blue Ridge Health District, on Monday. Think back to what Northam said earlier about how the Federal Health and Human Service Department authorized people over the age of 65 to be vaccinated. Well, there's a problem, and the federal communications may have broken down. They also intimated that there would be a large release of uh, second-dose reserves. So remember that this vaccine is a two-dose vaccine, uh, and the way the federal government had been allocating that, they had been sending out first doses and holding back second doses. 
and then uh, administer delivering those second doses uh, to to different providers as they came up ready to to do that round of second doses. Um, and so we were hearing very consistent messaging from the federal government that all of those doses were going to be released. Uh, as a Commonwealth, we decided to uh, follow the the federal government's lead to add those. 65 and up and those with underlying conditions to our phase 1B. Um, and then over the last couple of days, we have heard uh, very different messaging. And we're, we're not exactly sure what to do with that, but uh, the sense that uh, that may not actually be the case, that our allocations may not actually be increasing um, is, is, is what we're hearing. And it's certainly disconcerting and disheartening given uh, that we made the step forward to include, to expand our 1B uh, under the assumption that we'd be receiving more vaccine. Nonetheless, Dr. Avula said Virginia continues to receive 100,000 new doses or so each week. The state is not holding back any of that vaccine. It's all being sent out to providers. Dr. Avula said it will take time to get through all Virginia residents and to ramp up to the target of 50,000 doses a day. I'll continue to be monitoring this in future episodes of the Charlottesville Quarantine Report and the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter. They're kind of becoming the same thing, and both are produced by Town Crier Productions. Now we have one more segment coming up, so let's go ahead and get to it. One of the identified issues with getting the vaccine distributed widely is hesitance in the black community. Wayne Turnage served as chief of staff for former Governor Tim Kaine and is now deputy mayor for the D.C. Health and Human Services Agency. He said, we're in serious times. 230,000 new infections per day, more than 4,400 deaths per day, which are growing by nearly 50 percent every two weeks offer further indication that we are in the worst pandemic this country has seen in more than 100 years. Turnage said mass vaccinations are the best way to get back to something close to normal life. He volunteered in one of the vaccine trials, but learned afterward that his experimental dosage was a placebo. Turnage has since received his first actual dose of the vaccine. Epidemiologists uh, explain that this virus will continue to propagate until it can no longer find fuel among the population. We further understand uh, that to build a fortress to prevent this continuing spread, roughly 60 to 70 percent of the 330 million people in this country must be vaccinated, effectively creating through mass inoculation a much, the much-discussed herd immunity. Yet, in jurisdictions all over the country, large numbers of African Americans have expressed a stubborn resistance to the government's expectation that that U.S. citizens agree to be vaccinated in hopes of controlling this devastating spread of of, of COVID-19. Our reluctance is understandable, for it is born of a justifiable mistrust of medical experiments that were once implemented in the black community using methods that violated the most basic research ethics for for conducting experimental trials. Turnage pointed to his experience going through the vaccine trials as an example of his personal confidence in the process. He said the safety records during the vaccine creation process is safe and that the two brands authorized have been proven to be effective. 
Turnage made several points, and the first was about the design of the vaccine. One of the routinely expressed fears of the black community is that the vaccine will actually expose them to the virus and make them sick. However, these vaccines are not similar to the most traditional viruses, the vaccines, which often consisted of the actual virus itself. Uh, for example, the polio vaccine was made from the live virus prior to 2000, and since then it has been made from a deadened or attenuated uh, form of that same uh, virus. Likewise, vaccines for measles, the flu, rubella, and the chickenpox are made from a live or weakened virus. Though extremely rare, in such cases there is always the possibility that an attenuated virus can turn pathogenic and cause the disease both in the person that was vaccinated and their close contacts. But the current vaccines to fight COVID in this country are built from a new and smartly innovative technology based on a single molecule that has the ability to communicate with your body's protein-making machinery. Making protein is a normal biological function of your body. Based on the instructions that your body receives from this single molecule, your body is forced to make spike proteins that have the exact appearance of the virus, and thus your immune system is tricked into developing antibodies to fight COVID should you ever become exposed. Turnage said that means there is no chance of contracting COVID from the shot. So the takeaway is that once you get vaccinated, and you should remember this, you have less than a 5% chance of contracting COVID. And if you get infected despite having the vaccine, there appears to be next to a zero chance that you will become deathly ill. Now, what's next in the pandemic? Well, make sure you're signed up for the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter to make sure that you're up to date. It's not just about the pandemic, but about the greater Charlottesville community as we work through the many challenges that we face. Thank you for reading and listening, and please send on to a friend. I know that many people are concerned about all of this and the speed of which the vaccine is being rolled out, but this is a good time to pay attention and to keep coming back each and every day to learn what's going on in your community. I'm Sean Tubbs, and as I said, this is the 10-month anniversary of beginning this venture, and I want to thank everybody who has supported it so far. You can do the same thing uh, if you would like. I'm just going to mention two of those ways now. You can pay for a subscription on Substack, which will give you a little extra bonus content, or you can fund my general government research through a contribution through Patreon. You'll see those links in the newsletter. Thank you very much, and I just want to say stay safe out there today, and thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with another installment. <laughs>